What's up, everybody? This is Sea Captain Carl, and I have my coach here. And you're listening to Live. What's up, everybody? Um, today is a special day. We have two guests in the house uh, Patrick Raymore. Good buddy of ours. He's also the production manager. Today, he decided to be on the mic, which is cool. And Marissa, I always want to say your name wrong. Ceballos. Yeah, Ceballos, because two L's equal a Y. Right. And obviously, Marvin and I are here. <laughs> um, so today, we're going to do a special episode. We're going to run through our normal stuff real quick. But then we're also going to talk about something that's, that would be you know um, relevant to all of us. Transitioning from a two-year university, two-year university to a four-year, our experiences of community college and things like that. Um, so let's start off, uh, Patrick, with our trending topic. Um, we're gonna do two. So do you have anything on Cinco de Mayo? Oh, or does Marissa? Marissa, you have something. Yeah. Go ahead. So most people don't really know what Cinco de Mayo is. They assume that it's like Independence Day for Mexico or something, but that's actually in September. Cinco de Mayo is the victory of the poor Mexican warriors against the strong French army. Gotcha. Oh, uh, that's interesting because people, I guess, always think Cinco de Mayo is just, you know, a big old party, but it does just, have, you know, meaning to it. Just margaritas and tacos? Right. <laughs> no, <Right>. it's not. <laughs> the reason to have tacos. <laughs> that is true. Um, so our second thing is Lonzo Ball. Does anyone know anything about the Ball family? Yes, I do. I do. Go ahead, Patrick. They can ball. That's all I got. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're, yeah. Kind of Very punny. actually. What about you, Marvin? You know and uh, I heard that dad is not too popular with... That is true. What about you, Marissa? No, I've never heard of him. Okay. So, real quick, there is a family uh, of... So, the, the dad is, used to be a basketball player way back in the day. He wasn't that good, in my opinion. True. Scored like 2.2 points a game. But beyond that, um, he has three sons, and they're all extremely talented at basketball. They mm-hmm. go to a school named Chino Hills, and uh, they've all been pretty successful. Um, one, uh, the oldest, Lonzo, just finished up his first year and last year at UCLA. Now he's gone to the NBA. The second son, uh, Le- Leangelo. I always want to call him Leangelo because that's his nickname. Leangelo is uh, going to UCLA next year, and Lamelo, the youngest, I think, is a is a junior or a sophomore, sophomore in in, in high school. Yeah, so he'll be on his way up. They're all all three of them are going to go to UCLA. But anyway, this whole thing is the dad Levar talks up his sons so much, and he at one point he said that his sons are better than Steph Curry and LeBron James. I I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, I don't know basketball, but I know Steph Curry. He's a good basketball player. Very good basketball player. And I like Lonzo Ball, but he is not on the level of these of these NBA players who've been playing yeah. exactly for an extended amount of time. It's just because he's a dad, you know. He's from right. Yeah, he's boasting about his children. Right. But it, it's but to extreme. Be, he's also like the manager, isn't he? Yeah, he's their manager, but not so in only, that sense. Yeah, it's not professional. But but, it, yeah. it, but at the same time, he's not only talking about his sons; he's talking about himself. He says that in his prime, he could have beat Michael Jordan. I, I, I literally, I, I almost fell to the ground just thinking of the stupidity that came out of this dude's mouth. Like, I don't know what to say about him. He says, his, his argument is this. Uh, he's like 6'8". Uh, Michael Jordan was 6'6". He says that he could have backed him down. And the only way that MJ would have won is if he called fouls. Okay. But, Okay. But anyway, so that's that's the whole backstory. The dad is like real. A, there's like a pressure of on his son. Yeah, that he's be, put on his son. Yes, to be what he could mm-hmm. make it. As a, as exactly. A so coming back to real daytime, um, real, real lifetime, um, they wanted to get a shoe deal for a billion dollars. They wanted it from Nike or Adidas or whoever. Obviously, those uh, corporations said no. And so, a couple other things too. They yeah. wanted to design their own shoe. They wanted, they wanted to be uh, independent, but just yeah. get paid. Exactly. But um, they have their own brand called Big Baller Brand, and they decided to start um, a line of shoes. I'm looking at it right now. The shoe is nice looking. Uh, it's black and gold. It's really cool looking. I'm showing the 
the people here uh, what it looks like. They're really nice looking. Nice, nice. The problem is that uh, they're $495. Oh. $500 for a pair of shoes. For somebody that's not in the NBA? They're exactly. just college students right now. And I don't know if I would pay that exactly. much for shoes. I mean, it wouldn't be too unreasonable for a brand that's already established, you know, like Jordans. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Patrick just showing me something. Go yeah, ahead. I was saying it wouldn't be un- unreasonable for like Jordans. Right. A brand already established. Mm-hmm. And they don't even charge that much for their shoes. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I most think of these shoes are ugly, dude. Which, are, have you looked at them? <laughs> yeah, I think they're ugly. I think they're decent looking. Yeah, those, those are decent looking to decent me. Decent They're better than Steph Curry's shoes. The the old man Lowe's. Um, but anyway, and then the slides are $200. Uh, I don't know if I paid $200 for slides. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, nah, maybe $100 max, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for slides. But anyway, so yeah, tell us what you guys think. We're on Twitter. We're on, um, what's the other thing we're on? Oh, we're only on Twitter. But we have an email address. Uh, <laughs> tell us what you guys think about the Big Baller brand and them charging $495 for a pair of shoes. So we're going to move on. Uh, what's our first topic, Marvin? Our topic uh, will be on tech, right? And okay, okay, Patrick okay. for that. Okay, so um, I'm not too sure if you guys heard about this, but the first electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicle was successfully Whoa. tested like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty stoked about that because, you know, um, as a kid, I've always wanted flying cars. You know, we were promised them in the Jetsons and it never happened, right? I don't even have a jetpack, which is insane. <laughs> but so they were able to um, finally successfully uh, test this um, this jet that would pretty much be um, like the Uber of, you know, uh, flying cars. Right. So it would be a, um air taxi service. And um, I mean... It looks cool. They even claim that it will be cheaper. How than long can it stay up? Cheaper. They said it will be cheaper than a taxi. How long can it stay up? Um, it can fly for 185 kilometers. Fix and your it mind. can go 185 kilometers, or it's 200 kilometers. Um, you know, 200 kilometers, and it can go 200 kilometers an hour. And try. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just all right. So I mean, I thought that was pretty cool, but the only thing is. Um, a, rare, a very smart man, you know, Elon Musk, a lot of people know him. Um, he actually... The Tesla um, guy, right? Yeah, the Tesla he created. Uh, he started out with PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. Um, he wanted to build Tesla. Oh, really he helped rich. build Solar City and mm-hmm. um, a, a couple other companies. X, X, SpaceX. SpaceX, uh-huh. yes. And he, was, uh, he actually went on record, um, and he said that flying cars are a dumb idea. So <laughs> <laughs> it, hurt my, it hurt my soul a little bit. But he said they were a dumb idea because a couple of things. He said that... Um, the fry, flying uh, falling debris from flying cars over like a metropolitan area are very da- is very dangerous. Like uh-huh. if there's a mid air fender bender, I- stuff can fall. Um, and he said it's just not like uh, you know the way we should go. But the, I, there, I strongly there is disagree some with truth to that. But I also think because of other interests he has, um, I, I think uh, Tesla released a video on their plan for the future, and it was all. Like subterranean system. Yeah, that's actually what I was gonna so get that into. That could be one. Yeah. So um, he says that he has a better way of doing things, which is the Boring Company, which is a company he just created, um, and they're actually gonna build subterranean, you know, um, tunnels and stuff underground under mm-hmm. cities, um, t- and these cars pretty much go on the skates, go on these little skate-looking things, yeah. these little platforms, and they, like rails, uh, they yeah. go like yeah, a hundred and like thirty. 30 miles an hour underground. Wow. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, I, at first I thought he was just, you know, talking craziness, you know, he's Elon Musk. He tweets about this stuff. Right. right. But there was actually an um, Instagram photo of a, a worker who took a picture of a drill that he had, you know, a full on boring machine. Mm-hmm. And he said, just another boring day at work, which I thought oh, was really yeah. funny. <laughs> but he ended up having to get it uh, pulled down immediately because, you know, it's all secretive and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that flying cars are something you guys would want to, uh, you know, use, or would you rather well, be underground? I know you guys said Uber was trying to do this flying yeah. taxi service. They try to do driverless cars, and that failed. We just so. talked about that in the last yeah. podcast. But that was huh? actually oh, the one due to regulation, because yeah, that's true. Like true. in this, in California, especially, you're not allowed to have just a self-driving car without someone on board. Mm-hmm. And places like Michigan, they've 
they have a law that allows that to happen. So I guess with development, it could happen. I mean, they have incentive to do it. They don't have to pay people. Right, but you got to test it. Yeah. Because um, that's the way you're going to be sure that it works in real time, yeah. you know, real life situations. Uh, and that's what happened with uh, the Uber, uh, the dr- uh, or not the Uber, but the self, self-driving self cars we talked about in the podcast before, mm-hmm. is that they were getting into these accidents in real life time. And uh, I think with most things you have to, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that there are uh, situations that aren't avoidable, but there are situations that are unavoidable. Uh, there are some that you just have to go through to get through to where it's safe enough to mm-hmm. be mass produced. Mm-hmm. So if you go, uh, you're going to expect, honestly, a few accidents. Um, so with the flying car thing, I'm, I think it might be a cool situation. I think it was Uber's approach, too, because they're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, they really wanted to push this idea. And I actually moved to the Bay Area in, like, 2012. Um, and I saw a lot of, like, self-driving cars. I was working in Palo Alto, you know, okay. in the area. Uh-huh. And um, I would always see the Google self-driving cars. Right. Um, and I always thought that was, like, cool. And they really didn't have any issues. And they they're, they have a good track record. But, you know, Uber, the way they're going, you know, they, they've been in a lot of hot water lately. Yeah. Yep. And they're just rushing things. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they probably were cutting corners. Um, I'm not too sure about that. And there's this big thing around their self-driving cars right now where, you know, the um, the technology is being kind of uh, fought over between them and Google. Oh, so, yeah, um, okay. Because the guy that created the self-driving car, he actually did that at Google. But then he left, mm. and he started his own company called Auto, which I guys, which I told you guys yeah, about, yeah. where it's self-driving. The semi-truck. The semi-truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Uber was like, we like your technology, so they pretty much just paid him a couple <laughs> million dollars, you know. And right. they bought his technology and all that, and they bought pretty much bought his services. Yeah. To build their fleet of when it comes uh, to testing cars. i think tesla is doing it the right way what they have the cars that on that are working right now they just um they allowed them to run with the computer like simulating what it would do opposed okay. to the human beings uh-huh so i guess that's another way of testing and i uh, also forgot but when it comes to self-driving cars i'm not sold on the regulation mess that will just it will create we're gonna because, figure it out because airlines are really tightly regulated you can't just fly any how you want to yeah there there have to be a lot of For infrastructure as well cars, like take off different because yeah. and landing there's someone who's gonna go well i have paid i've paid like let's say a hundred thousand for this car i'm gonna drive i'm gonna fly it wherever i want no no no, not, no no you're not that's gonna be not. buying these you're not gonna be buying these uh flying cars that they're talking about it's More like, um it's all owned by the company lilium i forgot to mention oh, them. Okay. um they're a germany-based company uh-huh. um but it's like uber so you just pay you there's an app uh-huh. And you summon a flying car, and it comes, and it, like, uh, drops down. So it's yeah. vertical takeoff and landing, so it's pretty much like a helicopter. You know, it just falls straight down like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it comes and picks you up and takes you wherever you need to go, and you don't have to worry about anything else. Mm. And so, I mean, that's kind of how it works there. But um, would you use something like that, though? Uh, yeah. I, I definitely Why not? Would. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a... I want to know how far could it possibly take you? Like, could I go from the Barstow area to San Bernardino or no? So the website actually says that um, it could take you from Paris to London in an hour. What? Um, yes. Oh, so Wait, it's... Does it actually, like, does it have enough energy and whatever? It's electric. It's fully electric. So other companies, um, like, uh, there's a couple other companies that are doing, like, hybrid technology. Yeah, because there's always, like, that electric. difference between how fast it can go and, like, the actual... So right now it can go uh, 200 kilometers and it can go uh-huh. at 200 kilometers an hour. So, <laughs> so you're you're gonna um, you have a range of about an hour right now. But right. I I mean with battery the way battery technology is going right now I believe that it's of course gonna evolve. Mm-hmm. Just look at Tesla. Um, so I mean we can look forward to that in the future. Um, this is just the first you know mm-hmm. the first uh, car that they have. So we have a lot more to look forward to. But I just, I think it's a cool idea and. Um, I was a little bummed out that Elon Musk, you know, kind of rained on my dreams, you know. But, um, but yeah, that's flying cars. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I think it'll be a good idea in the in the long run because uh, then you might get a competition for uh, short flights, uh, jets and, exactly. and things like that, going yeah. from city to city or yeah. things of that nature. So moving on to um, politics. Politics, uh, right. Well, the big news in politics is obviously Trump care or... What, what is it called, Marissa? Uh, I think it's called the American Healthcare Act, the AHCA. Trump mm. care. 
and how <laughs> yeah, Trump, Trump is not that vain. No, <laughs> and how it's already passed the House with um, 217 to 213 votes. A couple of Republicans voted no for it, but mo- mostly most of them voted yes, and that's how it right. passed. No votes for Democrats. And uh, I mean, wh- what are the major what are the major points? Right. I know one of the issues before was that it wouldn't cover. Americans with pre-existing conditions, but mm-hmm. they recently changed that to where they would like have eight billion dollars or something it's to a, yeah, it's a cap to to oh, accommodate those yeah. people with self where with conditions already. I guess if you're if you're the person that's needing five hundred thousand dollars and that they're they're at the seven hundred and you know seven hundred and whatever limit seven hundred uh, seven billion five hundred thousand limit, uh, too bad for you. But everyone else, <laughs> everyone else, yeah. I guess. It's I mean, cool. I, I do get why pre-existing condition. Obviously, like for a consumer, for a patient, that makes perfect sense. You should allow me to get insurance, even if I have some. I was even if I was born with something, I can't change that because uh, it's something genetic. But for people who use that to game the system in a way that, if I come in with a broken leg, you have to give me insurance and you have to provide, you have to cover for my expenses. It's a pre-existing condition either way. So, I mean, there is a good and a bad, but overall, I think the good outweighs the people who might game it like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, like, important that they have, you know, yeah. make sure that the people do, who do have pre-existing conditions are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, uh, I don't really watch his show, but Jimmy Kimmel, right, his yeah, son I, was born with, yeah, like, a I saw that. heart, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. thing, and he was, like, talking, he had a monologue, and he was talking about how important it is that we do you know mm-hmm. come together as democrats and republicans to make sure you know, this the stuff is figured out he- things like healthcare should not be politicized it should not be left to someone to decide whether someone dies or not what this you're missing some- marvin is that anything anything that involves money is going to be yeah. on the political realm on thing it and should be the health oh, industry yeah. is big it's oh, big, big and it's unregulated that's why i think the government should come in and say it's unethical to charge, did you see um, Martin something of uh, charge people like seven hundred percent for a drug? Oh Like wow. one day you have you're paying thirteen dollars for this drug, the next day it's a thousand, and there's nothing you can do That's about crazy. it because there's only one company selling it. Yeah, wow. I heard about. There it. was an issue with, of epipens. Un- yeah, yeah. There's oh, wow. like that grossly unregulated. The government should step in and say this is wrong, and this is this is the fair price to charge people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening. Hmm. So the plan is to go forward with the healthcare plan. Um, so from now it will reach the Senate, and they may either adopt it as mm-hmm. it is or make amendments to it. From then on, they have to come to terms with what do we decide on. If the Senate has a different plan than the House, um, it just can't go straight like that. They have to talk it over and uh, get one plan taken to the president. So the existing Obamacare, what will be done with that? If it goes through the whole process all the way to the president signed, right, it re- it's replaced by Trump Care. Okay. Um. So we see some upsides and we see some downsides. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing that I actually don't like about this is that it benefits those who don't want to get health insurance on their own. Mm-hmm. Because right here it says, um, people who wish to go without insurance, the bill would eliminate the individual mandate, which charges a tax penalty to Americans who can afford insurance but do not obtain it. Because if you don't have health insurance and something does happen to you, mm-hmm. the government has to pay for that because somebody has to pay the doctors and the yeah. nurses that helped you out. Right. Yeah. So now with Obamacare, if you choose not to have health insurance but you can afford it, they tax you and... Yeah. There's it, penalties more on that. Of an incentive to get you in the plan because the whole reason, the only reason why healthcare would work is because, um, is by getting people who do not need it to be on it to be paying premiums. Right. That's right. the only way you're gonna get you, you're gonna get enough money to cover sick people. And, and, and it's only uh, sick 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 people in the coverage. They they're using up the money. You're not gonna right. And we covered this yeah. in a podcast or two ago. So I, I mean, I understand the individual mandate, and it may seem like. Oh, it's really like an tough. In, it yeah. would seem like an inconvenience to people who don't have any health conditions. Yeah, but in reality, it helps mm-hmm. those who do have health conditions. Right. Oh, uh, one more thing. It has um, 
um, massive uh, tax cuts to the rich. Mm-hmm. So tax cuts? Yeah. They're already not paying taxes. So um, I have a little right here. It says. High-income earners. The bill eliminates two taxes on individuals earning more than $200,000 or couples earning more than two hundred. That's me soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It says a 9% increase in Medicare payroll tax and a 3.8% increase on investment income. Oh, an increase. Yeah, but for those people, there, there'll be a... Um, it eliminates taxes on those who are earning more than 200000 a year. And it, it would increase Medicare payroll tax, and then it would increase three by 3.8% tax on investment income. But Medicare is like for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a tax cut for people who are making above 200000 and everyone else will have a tax increase. Yeah, whoever's paying I, the I Medicare think, So either way, I think you're going to be screwed if you're making between sixty or eighty. Uh, Basically, two hundred thousand. Most most Americans. Yeah, and yeah, the middle class are usually the ones that. I know. Why do we always suffer? I don't get it. Yeah. We're the ones working hard. We're the ones we make up the majority of the population. We're the ones paying our taxes. Exactly. Like some... I never understood <sighs> that, but I I think the only reason I can rationalize in my mind is because there's so many of us. Because if you if you think of it like this, the small percentage of of mm-hmm. rich people. They're gonna make the. They're gonna make the decision. No, we're not paying taxes. Why would we? And even when no, the. Um, I don't even think it's even close to that. I think it's because the people who are making these laws are above twenty thousand a year. To that's be, what I'm saying. They're they're in the power. They're in that. They're the ones, they have that power. They would not make a lot that would harm them financially. Mm-hmm. I saw this uh, this little sheet of paper in my dad's office. Um, it, it I forget the lady's name, but it was someone. Who, it was a um, politician, a woman who had become. Speaker of the House, um, she had, and then she had two other committee jobs um, of of some type of job in in the government, mm. and each of them had a stipend that you get um, even after you're done. Like the president gets what is two hundred k every sure. or something like yeah. that. Um, Plus every, protection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so she added up all of her stipends she was getting, and she was no longer in office, just chilling, retired. She was getting over five hundred thousand dollars a year. Because of all the positions she held and the money she got uh, from being a part of those positions, like the money you get after, like when you're done with it, mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Like, I think that there should be a cap on that. Isn't there? Um, don't they get all those benefits just for being um, there once? You could be there for yeah. only two years yeah. and you it, have it for the rest. If of your you life. get elected, no matter what happens, you get that money. If you're there for a day, you get that money. That's crazy. So she's making five hundred thousand dollars a year doing nothing. You know, yeah, and that and that's office. that's side money. That's side money for this lady. She's got businesses. She's got she's involved in business deals, mm-hmm. corporations. She's got all this stuff going on, but five hundred thousand dollars a year guaranteed. <laughs> I don't get it. No, I don't get it. But we all re- recognize that these issues are super complex and can't be solved with just a a, a simple band aid or a simple fix. Um, mm. We have to uh, think about the issue itself, what's causing it, and then uh, uh, eliminate those things that are causing it one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just that. You have to define what's what. Like you, me and Marvin talked about defining capitalism, defining socialism, defining what it really means yeah, and, I, I and what aspects could be useful. Podcast, but yeah, it was really related to healthcare. Yeah. And um, how there's just this historical impression of... Communism and and uh, and socialism being tied together when they're really separate. Right. Okay. All right. You guys want to move on to sports? The the thing about this topic is that I feel so alone whenever I do sports. No one here. <laughs> it, it just even. Just do you guys even watch any games? Like in, we're talk- So today we're talking NBA playoffs. Has anyone watched the game? Does anyone awesome. know who's in the playoffs? Oh, uh, isn't it? No. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> Patrick, you know anybody in the playoffs? No, I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. Marissa, you know anybody in the playoffs? No, I, I'm they sorry, I don't. The NFL, didn't they just oh, uh, pick you? Uh, oh, the draft. Talking, he's talking about basketball. Oh my goodness, yeah, you guys I, don't I, even know what sport we're talking I, about? I, NBA playoffs, people. I, I thought you were going to talk about the NFL. That's what I'm saying. No, we're talking <laughs> NBA playoffs. The draft did just happen, though, um, last week. 
Um, and oh, that would be interesting to talk about. Um, but no, we'll, we'll stick to the NBA playoffs. Well, I did want to mention Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he's come back to the Raiders yeah. or go, going to the going Raiders. To the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I did want to mention this issue um, of athletes who are. I want to ask you guys' opinion before we get into the main topic of sports. What do you guys think about players who are accused of a crime, sexual assault, battery, robbery, whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Um, they're accused of something and they get punished for it by falling lower in the draft. Uh, by, by that, I mean teams are like, since he's accused of something and he's being investigated, mm-hmm. we're not sure we want to take the chance on it because we're not sure of his character mm-hmm. um, and what he would bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I get that to a certain extent, but my, my only thing is that they're accused. They're not convicted. If you're convicted of something, oh, for sure. Because um, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a, a running back from Oklahoma named Joe Mixon. I saw, for the longest time, I was like, I heard that he he hit this woman after she had called him the N-word, and she actually slapped him first. Um, but yeah, I was like, the video, yeah. yeah, there's a video. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, I said to myself, just listening to it on the radio, uh, I said, maybe they were in a, a mutual altercation and not saying that she, she should have gotten hit because, you know, there's no reason for a man to hit a woman. But I was thinking it, it's a little more justifiable in my mind because of the fact that she called him the N-word and that she hit him first. But then when I saw the video, I mean, he clocked her. He clocked this girl. She fell down to the ground, hit her head on the table. Well, he's an athlete. He probably has that stupid strength that he doesn't realize exactly, that he has compared to her. Or bones in her face. Yeah. So and that, at that moment when I seen it, I was like, dude, I, I have no more sympathy for him anymore. Cause, and he, he fell all the way down to like the second or third round. So you're still making millions of dollars. But you're not making tens of millions. But let's think about this. He's like a 200-pound athlete, like you said. Right. She calls him the N-word, and she slaps him. He's he's a grown man. He could probably take yeah. a slap. It's I, not like right. she was on him, you know, like trying to beat the crap out of him or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, he didn't have to, you know. He, he did not have to hit her. No. He didn't. He could have. They were in a restaurant. He could have just. He could have just walked yeah. away. Like I think people who are in extreme. that type of position, that public position. They should be held accountable for their actions. They should be held accountable for their actions. And on top of that, since you are a big figure, yeah, yeah, you should be able to control what you do because you know all these people are watching you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to affect you. And money. if you're in a public place like a restaurant like that, you need to, anybody needs to control how they act in a public situation. She probably should have controlled herself, but he did. He needed to as well because oh, of who sure. he is. I was just really disappointed by the fact that that happened. Like, and it, and it, it's so it wears on me because most of these athletes are African American, and it just brings more and more, more and more, uh, like negative, negative, negative things, and it yeah. covers up all the the positive things that are happening. I don't know if we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. No, Akon podcast. No, I'm t- well, oh, no, I'm okay. talking about Akon right. donating a million dollars to to. To uh, get running and running clean water in Africa, or and then uh, and then lights and that type of thing, like those things are overshadowed by the things that African Americans who are in the limelight do, and they do stupid things like this. But those things really don't get you know the attention that you know negative publicity does get. I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a news outlet and you realize that showing all this positive positive stuff, I mean. It, to some people, it pulls on their heartstrings, but a lot more people are drawn to violence. Like, look at to, look at YouTube. More people this, are gonna watch like a fight of some kids. Yeah, that that's true. But also because they realize their audience, they realize the this type is what of people, people that are watching yeah. to to watch. Exactly. Well, let, let me let me let me ask you this, Marissa. So, in your opinion, since you're a woman, and all these and all these things that are happening with. Domestic violence and domestic abuse. Uh, I'm not sure if you're caught up on it, but there's a big issue in the NFL and the NBA. And in, in all the major league sports are having an issue trying to draw the line between what's acceptable, what's punishable, what's not acceptable. Because um, a situation will happen to where a man gets convicted of an issue uh, and he will only get suspended for one year. Or a man does get convicted... He'll get suspended for a year. It's so inconsistent. What 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 do you think um, is a solution to uh, guys thinking that this is okay, that nothing's going to happen to them, or something might happen to them, but they're they're not as worried about it? Like what what, what are your thoughts? Um, so it has to do with them like losing their job for a certain amount of time, like they're suspended from their job. Right. 
um, their employer should punish them, but I don't. It's a hard topic, so it I know is. I understand it why is. Yeah. you're asking. But depending on what the situation was, should 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 it be should it yeah. be a case by case basis or should it be a line? And if you cross that line, you're done. If you're under that line, oh, you're cool. Or should it be a case by case basis to where they look at the situation and they try and evaluate? what really happened like i think it should be a case by case yeah definitely because you don't want to be like um punishing somebody who was caught up in a situation where you know there always has to be an investigation right but always there has to be some sort of punishment so the um so the team and the whole nfl organization as a whole says that we don't condone you know right you coming in here making millions of dollars and you beating a woman you know Mm -hmm. that's just that's insane yeah And, and, and it sends a message to young people um, whether white, black, or peop- Hispanic, yeah, or whatever, they, that you, this is okay, this and people, yeah. you can still have a good, like, you can enjoy the fruits of, you know, uh, of a million-dollar career and right. still be able to break the law, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not cool. Which is exactly the, the situation these kids are put in. They they they, they com- commit themselves to their craft. They go to the draft. or A lot of these things even happen in college. Like A, a majority of these situations, mm-hmm. domestic violence, mm-hmm. and I'm not... And I won't say that there haven't been false allegations because there have been false mm-hmm. allegations, but not. I don't, and I don't want to put a number on it. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. these situations are le- are legit, and um, and because there's some hometown pride or some hometown, like it, it, like the judges. If I suspend this, if I if I convict this dude, we're not going to win a national championship or this and that. Like, because whenever the situation happens, it goes to a judge in the local area, mm-hmm. and. People could be hating on that judge, on that judge, because he locked up the best running back, or he locked up the best QB. Mm-hmm. So the pressure on the on the judicial system, um, as well, to not only make the right decisions, but to also be seen in a public light that mm-hmm. is favorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they struggle with that, and I get it. They struggle with that. And it happens a lot. Uh, those that case last year of um, this student in was Stanford? Stanford. Yeah. Oh. That makes me an angry. athlete in Stanford was convicted of of sexual assault, and only got six months uh, in prison. That, well, he was connected and rich. So. Yeah, I I just those type of situations just just burn me up. And the main argument was that it'll be damaging his career to him. Yeah, I don't care about him. How about the woman that you ruined the rest of her life, her family, her friends? Mm-hmm. That's something she has to wake up every single day for. And and now you're out scot free, and and nothing ever nothing ever happened to you. And I don't think he even went to jail. I don't think he went to prison. I think he mm-hmm. went to jail. So he's never in a, in a federal system. Um. So it, he ain't getting no six foot eight, two hundred twenty five, twenty two hundred twenty five pound black dude saying, "Hey, come in my room." You know what I mean? He ain't getting none of that. He was in jail. He was he wasn't in, he wasn't in federal prison. But, but that's the same thing as you were saying that they consider instead of just looking at the law, it's written. They consider the possible impact on someone's career, even if they broke the law, which I don't think should be right. Yeah. It just it, it makes me upset that there are so many situations that happen every single day to where people can't just wake up and say, I got to do better as a person. As a human being, I got to do better. If I'm put in that situation as Joe Mixon and the young, the young lady is, is calling me, you know, words like that and, and putting her hands on me, first of all, if I'm him and I'm six foot something, 200 something pounds, I'm not feeling any of that. So I can just walk away. Just as easy he as didn't walk, away. walk away. That's the problem. Because if he, she called him the, you know, the N-word, right? Right. But, I mean, for some people, they don't have, I mean, he may be physically strong, but he can't, some people can't take, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Which, I mean, it's stupid, you know, as kids would say, you know, sticks and stones. Like, <laughs> right. Right. But, I mean, he, he let that get mm-hmm. him, get to him, which a lot of um, African Americans do. Um, but, that's just something that you have to be taught, especially as a kid. Right. You know, like, yeah. And in her defense, uh, I do want to bring up the fact that it was reported that the reason why that she was verbally and physically attacking him was because of the fact that he and some of his friends were, uh, you know, making fun of one of her um, uh, uh, supposedly homosexual friends or one of her one of her mm-hmm. gay friends. Yeah. I'm and, not sure um, about all the, the whole context, but just watching the video, he did approach her. She was... In the right, because they, they both, because they were outside the restaurant at yeah. first, then they both went inside, 
why first of all, why would you both go inside of a restaurant? You're already heated. You got into a, a heated altercation outside the restaurant. Mm. So from the video, he's standing there uh, and she's standing there, and she I think she walks away, uh, and that's probably when she said the word as she was walking away. Um, and then uh, he said something to her. So then they both come back at each other, and she slaps him um, or or something like that, or hits him in the face, and he just reach backs and just clocks her. Yeah, I'm like, right. dude, you, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah. And I I don't care what she calls me. And, and well, you know how people always say, it doesn't matter what you call me as long as you don't put your hands on me. Even then, that's a lie. You yeah. know, like you, you you can't put your hands on a female like that. Yeah. If she was same size as you. Then, no, I'm just playing. 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 But, um, but just in light of just, you know, keeping in mind what what you might lose by doing something like that. Exactly. Think about those consequences. Yep. And that's why we should be, they should be enforced by, by um, whatever team you're going to. They should say this is what's going to happen if you decide to act like yeah. this. And the reason I said it, it should be on a based on a case-by-case scenario is because, as you said, judges will make yeah. a decision based mm-hmm. on their own feelings. Right. Sometimes they won't make the correct decision. And so I believe their job, which is playing sports, should be a consequence of that as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be, and it's not just about punishment, because like Marvin and I talked about in the podcast, actually we're going to release another podcast um, where just me and Marvin talk um, about some issues. Uh, we talked about in that podcast, America is so reactive instead of proactive. Mm-hmm. In the first place, you need to be educating these kids mm-hmm. to not put your hands on a woman, no matter what situation. And on top of that, educate these girls not to put your hands on, on men in, in the first place. Exactly. Don't My thing, don't put yourself in a situation to where one of you is going to go to jail or one of you is going to get a fine. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention, um, since they both assaulted each other, uh, the judge had the choice between charging them both with federal cases, and they both get thrown in or thrown in jail or and fines. Um, he charged uh, Joe Mixon with a misdemeanor, uh, and didn't charge the the young lady because if he charged him with a federal case, he would have to charge her as well because she initiated the the conflict um, phys- uh, physically. Um, so that just goes to show you that in that situation, the judge made. I think he made. I think he made the right call, but because the girl is, is already suffering enough, um, broken face, and then she's gonna get, she's gonna hear from the campus. When she goes back on campus, she's gonna hear from people. Look what you did to our running back. And, and you guys, you guys know that that, that situation mm-hmm. will happen, uh, where young women who who you know stand up and and, and um, you know uh, and and they put themselves out there um, and say that things happen to them. Uh, then an athlete did something to them, and they're um, berated at school. And and when they when they take that stand, it's hard for them to take that stand because they know that they're gonna feel it at school. I've heard of tons of women who who've brought cases against athletes of a campus and have had to leave the school because they just can't take they can't take it anymore of how students treat them, how the faculty treats them, mm-hmm. and just the overall environment. And it should not be that way. Um, people need to realize that if someone commits a crime, mm-hmm. it, you. You, you, you can't be on their side because yeah. if you're on the law-abiding side, you can't be on the side of someone who's breaking the law. Um, I think that, that should fall on the, on the team to say we did not accept this. Right, yeah. right. And that will shift the whole um, mentality of the, of the fans even. Yeah, that's true. Wow, what a heavy topic. Um, I plan to talk about NBA playoffs, but um, <laughs> we expended too much of our time talking about um, that issue. Uh, so we're going to move on to our main topic today. Which is um, talking about our experiences at a community college um, and transferring to a four-year. Because um, I've heard so often, like, I don't know how, how it went for you guys, but in high school, I was always taught to believe that going to a four-year was the best route to go. Uh, it, was, it was the only thing to do. Um, and if you went to a two-year community college, you were lame or something like that. Like, I, I always felt that's the way people portrayed you know, mm-hmm. situations uh, when it came to community college. But all of us here, Marvin, Patrick, uh, Marissa, and I, have all attended uh, community college, and now we're getting ready to transfer. Uh, so that's why I thought this topic was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marissa, why don't you start us off? Uh, what have been your experiences in community college, and what I mean, uh, what, what's been like to uh, be able to transfer to a four-year after this? 
Well, me personally, I feel like I have matured a lot from high school till now. And I think that's a good bridge before going straight to a four-year because there are a lot of decisions people make that aren't the right choices. Or you're actually really confused. Going to a two-year, I believe, helped me make up my mind as what I want to do in the future instead of spending all that money on a four-year doing right. changing my classes. Mm-hmm. I was able to do that here at the community college. And... Um, any any regrets that you have? Any did you feel like for the first years, oh man, I wish I could have partied at some of those big schools and stuff like that? Any, any um, like that? a little because I do have an older sister that went straight to a four year, and I seen her experiences, and I'm like, I missed out on that. But in reality, I think I didn't need to do all that to have a college experience. Right. College is not about partying and doing all that. It's about yeah. fixing your future. It's it's a good ground for your future. What about you, Marvin? Um, any experiences, uh, anything you want to share about, you know, making that transition? I think this is probably the best thing I ever did because, first of all, it was really, really cheap to get. Right. Um, the same level of education as you'd get in your, like, first two years or four year. Same level of education. Um, I got to really interact with the faculty, and that's how it comes to shaping shaping <laughs> shaping my future and uh, so yeah because it was so small because I could so closely interact with the faculty I was able to get to know what in fact I needed um, from that I could also I also got to realize that it is not as easy or simple as I thought it was coming from high school um, I want to become a doctor but I right, right, because I went to a community college I could understand the process and right. how long yeah. it would take and I could understand the financial uh, costs of, of all that. So I guess it really matured from there. What about you, Patrick? Yeah, so um, I've actually had both experiences. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I actually went to a four-year, and then I ended up dropping out. What school was that? I went to Menlo College. It's okay. in um, Atherton, California. It's like uh, Menlo Park, Palo Alto, um, so yeah, I went to school there for a little bit. Um, I definitely had the you know the party experience and all that, um, but I dropped out, you know, and I, I had kind of lost my way in life. I didn't know what I wanted, and so um, I dropped out of school. And two of my friends, we actually ended up moving to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I was yeah, so we moved to Long Beach, and so uh, I, you know, just did random stuff. I ended up finding a job. Um, I worked for Postmates for a little bit. Okay. Know, a bicycle courier. Okay. Um, I got to um, ride around Santa Monica and all that and just uh, chill at the beach and, you know, get paid. It was, it was pretty cool. And then, um, and then I, uh, I, was, I started to uh, want to start to get serious about life again. And so I ended up coming back home uh, to Barstow. And then um, I was working on uh, – I, I was just thinking about going, getting a job, not going back to school. But things started happening in my life where I was like, you know what, I should probably go back to school. So I came back to um, Barstow. Uh, I went to a uh, community college here in Barstow. And it was actually pretty cool. And so um, I kind of had the uh, same idea as you, you know, community college is lame and all that. But I started to hear from people, it's a lot cheaper route. And I was able to uh, take classes, you know, that I needed for a lot cheaper, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. And um, there's some smart people who actually went to, you know, community college. Some One of the really people that people. I look True. up to, Steve Wozniak, he was co-founder of Apple. You know, he, he went to um, he went to a two-year for a while, too, and then he ended up, tra- he, had tra- he transferred to Berkeley, dropped out of Berkeley, and he ended up getting his, like, degree, <laughs> like, 20 years later, but whatever. Right. I mean, he was a really smart guy, so, I mean, um, there is that stigma around community college, you know. Um, being for the people who are for rejects or whatever, but it's not true. There's some smart, smart people that go to community college, and they actually end up saving a lot more, more money, like Marvin said, and they end up being able to find themselves, you know, to mm-hmm. see what they, re- they truly want out of life. Yeah. And uh, I found that I, you know, I kind of want to, um, uh, more of an academic, you know, life, you know. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go for my PhD, but I want to, you know, get as much school as I possibly can. Um, especially if, you know, we're in the same position where our school is, you know, completely paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have to worry about tuition or anything like that. So um, I'm just going to take advantage of school. He's talking about me and, and Pat, me and himself. Me yeah, and so um, I'm just, yeah, so if any if, if any of our listeners, you know, you're thinking mm-hmm. about, I want to go to community college, but, you know, people are going to think I'm lame or whatever. 
um, forget those fools, you know, <laughs> it's, right. uh, it's, it's true because to be honest, you're going to, um, you're going to end up saving a lot more money than yeah. them. You're going to, you may end up graduate college debt free and they're going to be looking like the people with, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. in debt. That's true. Cause I think right now the political situation is that it is, you should not be getting a student debt if you're not going to, if you're not guaranteed of a really good job, high paying job after that degree, because the, um, all this like safety nets that were in place for students who, let's say, defaulted on their on their loans, that like practically practically gone by now. So right now, just anyone who's listening, please, unless you're assured of a really high-paying job, try to avoid a huge um, student loan. So this debt. is what I would say. For me, community college was, it was a good thing, and I kind of had the same experience as you. Um, I went to a four-year. I went to a private school for one semester um, last year. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I, so I did my first year of community college, and then I just kept thinking, I'm, not, I'm never going to go anywhere. I'm not going to do anything because you get, people seem to get stuck in that rut of community college, and you'll have people who have been there for five, six years. <laughs> that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's, a, that's one of the, the things that you might be afraid of. Uh, but anyway, so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up going to a private school for one semester. It was in St. Louis. Um, too strict for me. It was a private Christian school. You had a curfew, all this type of stuff. No disrespect to the people back home who, you know, go to these types of schools um, in the Midwest. But there was a definitely a, di- a different atmosphere. Because I'm originally from the Midwest. There was a different atmosphere there uh, than here. It's just more, it seems, back, back home, it just seems more, more dense and more, just the whole atmosphere itself seems more controlled and more, um, uptight, um, I, I, I would say, versus here, you feel a little more free. You feel uh, like you can do more than what was originally designed for you and what people think you should do. Um, it's just a different spirit here. Um, but um, so, yeah, I, I went there and then I, I went back, came back home, uh, not came back home, but I came back to California, uh, which I, I've only been living here for about three years now. So I, I came back to California, which is now my home. Um, and I started going to Barstow Community College, and um, I've been here for, I want to say, a year and a half. Um, and so it, it took me two and a half years to graduate, and all, all four of us are actually graduating um, in May. Well, it is May. In what, two weeks? We're all graduating in about two weeks? The 19th. Um, yeah, the 19th. If you guys want to come out show us some love, <laughs> uh, it'd be at Barstow Community College, uh, May the 19th at what, six? Three. Three? Oh, that's early. Mm. Yeah, seven. Mm, yikes. Uh, but anyway... So I came here and I, I just I thought to myself, I even put this in the text to uh, Marvin and, and Natalia, one of our other good friends. Um, I said, I'm on a mission. I'm on a I'm on a mission to to get to get through school. I don't have time. I don't have extra extra baggage. to. I don't have, I'm not going to be carrying extra baggage and extra things that will slow me down uh, to get me through uh, to get so I can get through school because I've got way more school ahead of me. Um, so I. I came back home with that mindset of just blazing through it and getting it done. Um, and that's what I think people have to do, especially with community college. Because to me, I see it as a stepping stone. You know what I mean? So you do, so you'd go to high school. That's your first real level of, um, of higher education. And then you go to community college. And then you, you go to a four-year. You spend two years there. And then you go to your master's degree. And then you go to your, 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 uh, your PhD or your PsyD or uh, EDD, whatever it is. Those are all stepping stones. And in the, within those stepping stones, you're only looking at about a, an average of three years in each of those, in each of those categories. Uh, well, besides high school, you got four years. And let's say it takes you two, two and a half years to do your, your community college and then two, two and a half to do your, uh, your, your bachelor's or two, two and a half to three or whatever to do your, your doctorates. They're all, and, and if you split it up like that, there, there's actually psych, um, psychological evidence that shows that people who take education in bits and pieces finish it to the end versus people who try to do it um, all in one stint as in, not as in con- continuing to do it, but trying to do it in big chunks, uh, going here for four years, going to this college for five years, uh, in- instead of splitting it up into two years, two and a half years. So that way you can see yourself actually advancing. You see yourself, I'm graduating every couple of years. I'm getting a degree every couple of years. Yeah, right. And you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And you feel good about where you're going and, and how things are heading. Um, and that's how I think people should see community college as a stepping stone. 
you're just going up. You're little only wins. going up from there. What's that? Little wins. Little wins. Yeah. And they and they're going to equate to a big win. Yeah, motivation. Exactly. Um, is there uh, uh any, okay? Is there any um advice that you guys would give people who are getting ready to make the transition from two years to four year universities? I would. I wish I could get some advice, you know, because we're transferring right now. But right. Um, Continue to stay focused, especially whenever you get to a four year. Um, there is like a lot more distractions. So um, you'll be trying to do your homework, you know, in the dorms or whatever, and your your friends will come by, and be like, let's go to this party, let's go do this, let's go out. Um, I know for me, I was always berated with, you know, let's let's go here, let's go here. Um, but you just got to remember, um, you got to stay focused. It's your life. These people, they're not going to, they're not going to graduate for you. They're not going to do your homework for you. So just always, you know, think about your future, think about where you want to go and then Mm -hmm. take the appropriate steps to get there. I'll leave with a, I'd say, I'd give this piece of information or advice. When I made a transition from Kenya to United States, from my high school back here, all the way here. So, I mean, that in itself is a big transition but before I left uh, one of my teachers told me that you have to remember that you come into this world by yourself and you leave by yourself Yeah. everyone else is just to make let's say connections and to help you advance or distract you and make you fail but you have to realize it's all up to you you're in control of you should be in control of your life in that sense exactly I think that today was a good podcast we got a lot done um, we talked about a lot of things. Um, I want you guys to be aware that um, we, since we are transitioning uh, from two years to four years, we're not always going to be together um, anymore. So we're going to figure out how we're going to continue the podcast. Um, but we will still have the podcast uh, up and going. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Oh, be on the lookout for that special episode that Marvin and I recorded where we just talk a couple social issues. There's no... There's no organization, no plan. We just sort of talk, um, uh, you know, the societal issues that plague us. Um, we thank you guys for listening. Um, it is C. Captain Carl here and Marvin Martian. And you're listening to Hey, what's up, guys? If you enjoyed the podcast, please support us by following us on Twitter, emailing us at thequadpodcast1 at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is thequadpodcast. Uh, it'll be the exact same picture of me and Marvin car- as cartoon figures um, on the Twitter page as well. Uh, we thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>